Dr. Shanina Walker, and thank you for joining us today on our podcast, Yasha, Young and Sharing His Anointing. Can you believe it? Already, it's a brand new year. Today, on our Let's Write readings, we're going to be listening to a pre-recorded message by Elder Walker entitled, Make Me Over Again. This message is already in progress. Jeremiah, the 18th chapter, and starting at that first verse, and the title that I chose for this message is, Make Me Over Again. Hallelujah. And as we read, starting in that first verse, said the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. O house of Israel, at what? instance I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it. If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. And at what instance I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build up and to plant it. If it do evil in my sight, that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. Now therefore, go to speak to the man of Judah and to the inhabitation of Jerusalem, saying, Thus said the Lord, Behold, I frame a evil against you and devise a device against you. Return ye now every one from his evil way and make your ways and your doings good. And they said, There is no hope, but we will walk after our own device and we will every one do the imagination of his evil heart. Hallelujah. The word of God is blessed. Uh, God is actually speaking to Jeremiah. Jeremiah was called of the Lord in a prophetic ministry when he was very young, about 70 years after Isaiah had died. And Jeremiah was prophesying for about 40 years under about five kings. The general subject of this prophecy is dealing with Israel and their idolatry and also other sins that they was committing. Now God, like he always does, he always gives us an opportunity to get it right, an opportunity to get ourselves together. And so did he with Israel at this point in time. 
So God was giving him a chance. And that's why I, was, uh, I chose that song because as you listen to that song and the words of that song and that individual person that was singing that song and I kind of did a little research on him and I found out some things, which was pretty interesting. And you can tell that when he wrote that song, he wrote it from a place of hurt. When you listen to the story that he was going through. But the song was so it was so true to some of the things that we go to if we be honest with ourselves. And just as it was here. And the first thing we want to look at is this first and second verse. And it's divine direction. So God was telling Jeremiah to go down to the potter house. Because he wanted to show him something. So many times we can find ourselves in a place an unfamiliar place, an unusual place. Sometimes God got to move us out from where we are in order for us to hear his word. Because sometimes you can be surrounded by so much chatter, so much noise, so many distractions to you miss what God was trying to show you. So God spoke to Jeremiah. He said, Jeremiah, I want you to go down to the potter's house. I want to speak to you down there. God can use whatever he will to show us certain things and certain situations to show us his word. Because everything that goes on, God is involved in it. So he told Jeremiah to move out from where you were, Jeremiah. He said, go down to the potter house. And we remember in, in Genesis, the 12th chapter, in, the, in that first verse, he also told Abraham, Abraham, I want you to go. Get out of the country which you're in. So he had to leave there and go to another place. He said, get out from amongst your kindreds. Get out from amongst your friends. Get out from amongst your, your family members. Those distractions that's hindering your progress in God. See, God couldn't bless him where he was. And he couldn't speak to Jeremiah where he was because he wanted to get him into a vision so that he could see something that he would be able to relate it and, and, and give it to Israel. So God told him to go. When God tells us to go to a place, we need to just trust him at his word. Psalms 139 say, If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. Don't be afraid to go where God tells you to go. Don't be Afraid to do the things that God tells you to do because it's a blessing in that. See, Jeremiah couldn't hear what he needed to hear. The word says, the, the words came to Jeremiah. He said, Arise and go down to the potter's house. God gave him divine direction. He just didn't send him on a blind course. He had a place for him to go in order that he might speak to his heart concerning the situation that was dealing with Jerusalem at this point in time because they were in a bad place. They were in a place that was leading them down a road of destruction that was going to lead them to a place of end. But he wanted Jeremiah to go too. And when Jeremiah went down to the potter's house, he said, then... I went down to the potter's house. And behold, behold means to take notice. It means to pay very close attention to. 
to fix your eyes upon it, to observe with care. So as he was there and the potter was on the wheel and the potter was making the vessel that he had in his hand. See, it was a wheel where one wheel stayed stationary and the other was turned on it. And you had a, a piece of clay. Now the clay had to be in a particular kind of state, you know. It just couldn't be dry. It had, had to have some moisture in it. So the clay was right for shaping and molding and making into the vessel which you want to make it into. Sometimes we can be a little dry. We can be a little stubborn. We don't want to move the way that God want to tell us to move. We want to continue to go our own way. And at the point when the potter was molding this thing, it wanted to do its own thing, you know. Had a little self-righteousness going on. It had a little stubbornness going on. It, it, it wanted to continue to walk the way it wanted to walk. It wanted to talk the way it wanted to talk, like we do sometimes. So God has to take us. At that point in time when the clay wasn't shaping up to what the potter had in his mind to make it. And I want you to take notice that the clay is representing our soul. That's what the clay is. And the potter is God. And God want to shape us and he want to form us into what he imagined at the very moment he made us. But sometime along life's way, we get distracted. We get off track. We get into other places that we don't need to go to. And then life comes in. And it causes problems, you know. And it causes us to go places we don't need to be and do things that we don't need to do. And once we do those things, then the enemy come to us and tell us that we're no good. You're all beat up. You're all used up. I can't use you for anything anymore. After he led you down the road, then he come back and tell you that you're nothing. But we see here as the potter was forming the, the, the vessel that he wanted to form, he noticed that it wasn't working quite right. So he took it and he balled it up and threw it back down on the table. Mm. Sometimes that's how God has got to treat us. He got to take us. No, he didn't throw him away. He didn't throw the clay away. He just took it and put it back into a lump. Sometimes you got to take that thing and you got to fold it all up and you got to get it back because what it is looking like is not what you intended for it to be. So now you got to mold it and reshape it and put it back into another form that you can start all over again. Sometime in our lives, God had to do that type of thing to our lives in order to get us to the place that he desired for us to be. Now, you might be thinking that that's cruel, but remember who you are. The word of God tells me in that we are bought with a price. 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, in the 19th verse, he says what? Know not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which ye have God, and are not of your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God 
in your body. So these vessels that we have are not ours. They belong to God. God shaped you and molded you and breathed the breath of life into you and formed you out of the dirt. And now he can do as he will. The thing that it demonstrates in this text is that God is all-powerful. Not only is he all-powerful, but he have authority over us as we are. We are his creation. So we have to know and understand who we are. We're not our own. So many times we can get led down the wrong road. We can get self-righteous. We can get proud and thinking that we got it all under control because now you got a good job and you're making a little money now, you know, and you got a couple of titles behind your name. And so now we want to stick our chests out. Now we want to start patting our own self on the head and patting our own back because we think we have arrived, but not yet. We're still in a place of molding. And that's what the potter saw here on the wheel with the clay that was continually wanted to be stubborn. Have you ever seen clay? And clay sometimes when it gets stiff and hard and stiff-necked and want to do its own thing, you can't hardly do anything with it. But yet and still, the clay was still in the working position. It was still moist. He still could shape it and form it into the vessel that he thought was right. That's how we are. If you're going through things right now in your life, if you've got struggles that you are struggling with, situations and circumstances that you're facing, and you think that God is against you, know that he's not. See, sometimes tragedy has to come. Sometimes trouble has to come. Disappointment has to come. Failure has to come in order for God to move us from where we are to where he need us to be. Because Jeremiah couldn't see the potter from where he was at. He had to go to the potter's house in order to see the work that was being worked. Now Israel was in a bad situation because they had turned their back on God. Now they was worshiping other idols. They was worshiping things and they was doing things. They was sacrificing their own children and killing. Uh, it was a bad situation going on and, and it stink in the nostrils of God. That's why God say, I have wrought a work. Mm. God say, I have thought to do evil. He say, I have planned a device specifically for you Israel because of your idolatry that you are doing because of the sin that you have chosen over me after all that I have done for you Israel I have built you up and if I God built you up then I can tear you down again so we can't get too high minded because of our position. We can't get too high-minded because of our bank account. We can't get too high-minded because of our education. The word of God say humble. This word stays with me because God is telling me to stay humble. Keep yourself humble. Ah, yeah. 
Sometimes we can get a little high-minded and, and sometimes uh, we can think that we have achieved and I, and I realize each and every day as I go through life, I know that I have not made it yet. I have not arrived yet. I'm still striving to be what God have called me to be. Every day, even before I even get up here and I can get nervous all in my body, you know, I'm shaking all over. See, you think it's easy to stand up here, but this is a hard task, but it's okay because once I get up here and the anointing falls upon me, then I'll allow God to, to work through this vessel that he has shaped and formed, even through my disobedience, even through my failures, even through my circumstances, even through my pains and aches, God is able to work. Because now I'm not focused on me, you know. Sometimes I get focused on the pain. Sometimes I, I be focused on the heartache and the heartbreak. Sometimes I get focused on the disappointment. See, God wanted Jeremiah to focus on this so that I can use you. See, no, 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 Jeremiah, you can't go the way you've been going. You got to do it the way I want you to do it. Uh, Mike, you can't do it the way you've been doing, you know. We had a... We did a thing last weekend when we was dealing with the personalities or, or our personalities. You got assertive. You got um, passive aggressive. You got aggressive. And, you know, we did the test, and I found out that I was assertive, you know. My wife thought I was aggressive. Some of you might think I'm aggressive too, but, 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 but assertive is a, a personality that demands respect as you get respect. And you don't just allow people to walk over you and use you and do all kind of things. It might feel like it's a little aggressive at times, but it's in a loving way that I say, no, I'm sorry, but you can't treat me that way. So that's the thing that God is trying to teach us. See, we're learning every single day, every moment, every hour. And the thing that God wants us to recognize is our surroundings. It's going to teach us things that we need to know. It's going to show us things. See, you wouldn't think that you would learn nothing at the potter's house. You wouldn't think you would learn nothing from cutting grass or working on an air conditioner unit or fishing like the message my wife did on Wednesday. You know, it's everything that is around us. God is in it. And he will show us things. But our mind has to be open. Say, if the mind be open and the spirit be susceptible, we shall see God in everything. Did you hear that? See, your mind has to be open. So many people have a closed mind because it's my way and my way only. And they don't see no other way. And they won't allow you to see any other way. And when you talk to them, they don't want to hear no other ways. So God says for our mind to be open, our spirits to be susceptible, meaning to receive the information that I'm going to show you. See, Jeremiah had to receive this in order to give it out again. See, the reason why sometimes you can't pour nothing out because you ain't allowed God to put anything in. See, we're going to find ourselves in situations and circumstances where you're going to have people pulling out of you, but if you have nothing to pull that they can pull out of, 
I heard this preacher one time give a message. He said that life is full of fillers and drainers, meaning that people, some of them are constantly needing to be filled, and some of them constantly are draining from you. And you have to be careful who you have in your life. Examine your situation. Observe where you are. Observe your friends around you. Observe your family members also. Know that they're not only depositing in your life, but you're also getting things back from them. Know that you're just not a, um, you're not being filled, but you're giving out. Fillers and givers, meaning that they're pouring into your life and you're pouring into their life. It's a two-way street. We're giving and taking, giving and taking. That's how a marriage works. See, my marriage would fail if I was so selfish as we probably were in the beginning, so selfish, and all I wanted was what I wanted. I didn't want to hear what nobody else said. I didn't want to hear what my wife said. I just wanted what I wanted. So you have to realize that marriage ministry, relationships, no matter where you are in life. You got fillers and you got drainers. Recognize who they are because some of them you have to cut off at some time or another. You know, and that, that's real. We have to cut people off sometime if they're constantly taken. Wow, what powerful teaching. Elder Walker just warned us, letting us know that in our lives there are people all around us that are drainers and fillers. Going into 2018, it is our job to examine our lives and find out who's draining us and who's fulfilling us. And as he said, we may have to make the necessary adjustments and cut them off. I hope you have enjoyed this message today and that you will continue to listen for part two of Make Me Over Again. Thank you as always for listening to Yasha Young and sharing his anointing. I am Elder Shanina Walker. Until the next time, have a blessed day.